This is the Corn Nation post-game reaction after the 2020 Northwestern game because you need to know what year it is in which Nebraska loses to the Wildcats 21-13. to Nebraska finished with 442 yards of total offense. Northwestern had 317. Nebraska went 4-16 on third down. Nebraska, I believe, made six trips to the red red zone and came away with 13 points. That's there's a comparison to sex there, but it's really bad sex. Really bad sex. That's what I'm thinking. When you can't, when you get down the field and you can't punch it in, you kind of have some problems. And uh, that's I would say that's the biggest takeaway from the game. From me, John Johnston, your fearless leader. Nate's already online and shaking his head at me. Uh, Bree is probably wondering why the hell she showed up. Uh, you guys, go, Bree, give us your thoughts on the game. Shit. I mean, I thought we had it. I was, I was there, and then that second half just wasn't anything. I don't know. Uh, the offense, like what happened? At times there were great things, and then we just pissed down our leg in the red zone, particularly. Nate? Yeah. I just, for me, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered by Frost offensively. I, I Why is it that it seems like, looks like Betts looked really good. Uh, Fleming looked good. Um, uh, Omar Manning looks like he should be playing in the NFL physically, yet he gets, what, one target the entire game. He's rarely on the field. And I don't know if it's – if they think that Adrian Martinez just can't throw it to a wide receiver or what, you know. And – I just think there's too much talent on this offense for the to score one touchdown, and that touchdown required an almost a pick six, you know, by Miles right. Farmer. And so, you know, this is supposed to be the great, you know, offensive mind, but it's like I just it just looks bad at times, you know. And maybe Mart they just kept on going with Martinez until he essentially made him make a change. And maybe that's what we're seeing going forward. I got a question for both of you. It's a fun question. Do you both feel like if Luke had played more in that game, that perhaps we would have won? Uh, I, it's pretty, I don't know. You know, you never know. Uh, he did throw a pass off of his lineman's head, you know, so it's, you know, he did look a lot better than Martinez to me, even throwing the ball. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know if Frost is just, he was too slow to pull the plug. You know, they say a thing in football, once you pull the plug on the starting quarterback, you can't go back to him. I don't get that. I understand that, but um, maybe that's their mindset. But Martinez looked better to me. Uh, I would probably say, would we have won? Probably, um, maybe not, but we probably would have scored more than one touchdown. <laughs> Bree? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, because 
especially at that last drive for, well, at least most of it, Luca looked really good clicking, but was that the adrenaline of the last drive or was that how he would have been the whole game? I don't know. He just looks so, so little to me. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that has something to do with it. I mean, I know he shows he's fast and he can throw. Is he physical enough though? Is that the problem? I don't like why we haven't started with him before. That's what I don't know. Martinez is just bigger than him, which is not necessarily a plus, but when they're side by side. I guess I'd say unequivocally, yes, we'd have won this game if Luke McCaffrey would have come in after the first quarter. If he'd have come in after the first series. If if Adrian Martinez wouldn't have played this fucking game at all, I think we'd have won by two touchdowns. There you go. You know, uh, you know why? Do you know why? Mostly. Because it's easier to call pass interference when the ball is actually within five yards of your receiver. You can have a justifiable call that the ref goes, yeah, this is pretty catchable. Whereas Adrian Martinez passes, you go, and they, they no, who's going to catch that? We're not calling a penalty. You know, in that first quarter, some of it was like three of Martinez passes. I'm like, yeah. are you, is he so worried about throwing interception? He's like, you know, not only am I not going to give the defensive player a chance to catch the ball, I'm barely going to give the offensive player a chance. And, it's, I mean, it's just he, – he, he's looked better before. So, I just don't know what's going on, you know. But in my – so, I don't know if it's on Martinez or, you know, why – again, why can't we stretch – it seems like the only guy we can stretch the field with are our tight ends. What, you know, why can't we throw a nine route to Fleming? Supposedly he's, you know, one of the fastest players on the team. Why can't we just throw it? Make the defense actually have to cover a wide receiver. You know, instead that we just give him these little dig routes. And I know, it's a, that's the frustrating part to me is I just want to know what's going on with the wide receivers. Why don't we – what are we doing? They're not ready. Okay, then they – okay. <laughs> what? Other programs have no problems getting kids on the field, like fresh, like young kids on the field. What's our problem? Why, why do, why are we, you know, not to hate on, you know, you know, not, not to hate on walk-ons, but you know, it's like, why are we, why are we still depending on transfers and walk-ons at the wide receiver position? You know, when we have all these guys that are supposed to be super fast, I don't know. It's frustrating. Bree? Well, I thought what we did see of those young receivers was good today. Maybe we'll see more of that. Maybe maybe Luke will be starting next week against Penn State. Maybe we'll see more of that. I mean, his pass has definitely looked a lot sharper, a lot more direct to the receiver. So... I, I would say about Luke McCaffrey that when he went back to pass, the ball came out within two seconds. Mm-hmm. It was quick. When Mar- when Martinez went back to pass, the ball didn't come out within two seconds. You know, and if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have an offensive line, basically you're gonna tell an offensive line to could you block for eight seconds while Adrian makes up his fucking mind. I, you know, it just doesn't work that way. So you know, later in the game, May, uh, Adrian took off running a few times. And let's see what his stats were. He has 
In passing, he was 12 and 27 for 125 yards and an interception. And when in rushing, he had 13 rushes, Adrian Martinez, for 102 yards. So <laughs> he almost had as many yards rushing as he did throwing the ball. I feel like that's kind of par for the course with him, though. <laughs> yeah. He, he, this is his third year in the program. I mean, yeah. it's got to be better. And, yeah. and, and you know, we, we can't use the pandemic as an excuse because every other team's dealing with it too. <clears throat> but, you know, you know, it also didn't help that our starting center's out. You know, Cam Jurgens is out. And those full know, starts, those full starts were killer. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. How many penalties do you need to get in the first drive of the game? You know, how many penalties? How many penalties did Nebraska have? Do you know? Like nine. Nine. Sorry. Nine for fifty-five. Do you know how many Northwestern had? Eight. <laughs> you looked at the stats. <laughs> it felt like it felt like we you know we had more, but I think their ours were more killers than theirs because they don't make you know very many technique mistakes where we do. So it seems like. Ours are worth double, you know. I felt like ours were a lot in a row, too. Like, I think we had three on the first drive of the game, which was not helpful. And theirs were later in the game. They had more later in the game, and they weren't necessarily one after another. Turnovers were even. What did you guys think about the defense? Me to go? (laughs) I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I wasn't sure what to think still of the defense. Um, Other than that first touchdown that Northwestern had, uh, for the most part, I thought they did a great job. The linebackers were like Reimer was amazing. I mean, he was in all over the place and we need to figure out how to get Miles Farmer on the field more apparently because that was awesome. I mean, I just, I thought they did a lot better job for most of the game. And that was the area that I was more concerned about than the offense going into the game. Well, I think going forward, I feel pretty good about our defense. And Northwestern isn't going to blow the doors off of anybody. Well, I guess they did in Maryland. But um, our defensive line just looks much stouter. And, yeah, like Luke Reimers, how, the, how he was a walk-on, that, that, that was a steal. You know, he's not a walk-on anymore. But he looks like he's going to be a stud. And, you know, Will Honus is out. But, you know, it's, I said, I think I tweeted out that if we would have won that game, that the defense is going to have to do the offense's dishes for a week because the offense sucked. And the defense kind of you know, held us in there for a little bit. I don't know. Uh, there's got to be some soul searching on the offensive side of of the ball about what they what they require their kids to do because we're just not good enough well i we we did the podcast right the five hard podcast and what did i say during my predictions i said we have adrian martinez we have luke mccaffrey we have wandale robinson with Diedrich mills a decent player he's not a explosive blow the doors off people but and then we're supposed to hear how great omar manning those were supposed to be a lot of playmakers 
And in the first half of this game, we had Omar Manning with zero touches. We had Luke McCaffrey didn't even, I don't even know if he got on the field in the first half. And you, I guess I look at that and I go, what, what the fuck were you doing? What I, I thought about going into the post-game presser for this, and I thought, you know, I really probably wouldn't have been very professional, so it's not a good idea. Because even though I don't drink anymore, I still get pretty uh, – maybe fired up on, on, on watching games like these, especially when you watch this whole game and you're like, what, what are they doing? I, you can't even tell what they're doing. No, and Wandale – I mean, last year, the games where Wandale had more touches – I mean, he made things happen, and we've seen hardly anything of him all year. That's nope. that's one place I'm questioning, too. Like, why aren't we getting him the ball more? Yeah, Sorry, you I, uh, were you just talking about Wandale? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going on? I mean, <laughs> sorry, my dog somehow opened the door and ran outside. So, but, uh, yeah, and maybe <sighs> – you know, that's why you wish you could see like that all 22 film and see, are, are they, have the past two teams just tried to take him away? You know, if you can give him the ball in the middle of the field instead of requiring a kind of like these little swing passes or whatever, I think that would be a good idea. I don't know. It, put him on the list of questions of why, you know, him, Omar Manning, you know, you know, Ronald Tompkins was hurt, I guess. You know, maybe he just – He didn't hurt. make the trip. Yeah. And I thought he – I liked what I saw last week out of him. But, yeah, the, the whole Wandale thing, it feels like it's been a long season already, even though it's only been two weeks. You know, it's like we've gone a half a – you know, we've gone a fourth of the season. He probably has, what, It's five catches? No, 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 probably seven, eight catches. I think he had six in the first. Wandale? Yeah. He had four today. So 10 total, I think. Yeah. Feels like he should have like 20 touches at least, you know, through two games. Oh, yeah. What do you, you know, think our longest, what was our longest play of the game? Was it Luke's run when we were, it was like third and 38 or something? I don't know. Was there a pass to a tight end to Volk? Vol- I can't say his last name now. Volkolek, Volkolek, Volkolek. It was Marcus Fleming, Fleming on that play oh. where he's left wide open. But I mean, you know, that was one twenty-eight yard play. Uh, you had Allen Austin. You mentioned the tight end uh, left it wide open for twenty-five yards. You had an Adrian Martinez run for twenty-eight and a Luke McCaffrey run for twenty. So those were your explosive plays. Uh, you know, Drake Anderson for Northwestern had that first touchdown, that, that counter that uh, with a lead blocker that took out our linebackers, 41 yards. And then after that, uh, Northwestern didn't have – they had uh, one rushing play for 24 yards. They had one reception of 21 yards to Evan Hull. And uh, – that's about it. I mean, there weren't in a lot of explosive plays all around in this game. So I don't know. I guess he, we're supposed to have an explosive offense and we don't. 
We're supposed to have an offense that should be able to punch it in the red zone. We don't. And I guess I wanted to go back to the defense, but we keep going back to the offense, probably because we're all flabbergasted by what the hell is going on. So I don't know what to think of this. Nebraska hasn't won a game since. Like a year? I mean, Maryland. (laughs) A long, long freaking time. You know what I thought? You know what I thought toward the end of this game, Nate? I thought, I am really looking forward to Nebraska's basketball season. You know why that is, Bree? No. Because oh. <laughs> any win is, is – you're happy with any win with that? No, uh, it's because I don't know enough about basketball to look at the team and go – why the fuck are they playing that one tall guy whose name I can't pronounce when they could be playing that other tall guy whose name I can't pronounce? I'm never going to do that watching basketball. And maybe we'll actually win some games. And I won't wonder what the hell is going on all the time. Are you looking forward to the basketball season, Nate? No, because we have a football season. And that's the focus. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. So, if we possibly – be overreacting a little bit, possibly, because we lost to Ohio State. It's probably going to win the conference, and Northwestern, who blew out Maryland, who beat Iowa, and beat a very, very good Nebraska team, who are now three and zero. Who are going to go beat Penn State next week, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Wait, we play Northwestern. We play Penn State. Right, right? that's us. We're going to go beat Penn State. The very good. Oh, game. okay. Okay. Yeah, you know, who knows what anything can happen, but it, 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 it's frustrating because you think we're more talented than they are, you, you know, but they're just getting better coaching right now. And I think that's okay to say. It doesn't mean you're looking to fire Scott Frost by any means. I'm not. You said those three words together. No, I, I did, but I, I'm saying you can be, you can do two things at once: be critical of a coach, and also let, be glad that he's your head coach. Should I should I ask this in my Alan King voice? I don't know who that is, Alan King. Go for okay, it. forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I want to hear it. Try it. Try it. Is Scott Frost the right coach for this program? Yes. Bree? Uh, If he's not, then I don't know who is because – That's probably the answer I'd give. I think think you've seen the – you know, I was listening to uh, uh, one of the 1620 Zone, one of their radio shows, and they made a good point is that Nebraska is at – the point where we we can't get the guys that are ready to play right away. However, we are recruiting guys that are going to take three years to develop, and then then when the, you know they're sophomore junior year, then you plug them in. And I think we're starting to see that. And so we're starting to see like the defensive line, like Casey Rogers looks like a monster, you know. Okay, and. Uh, so I think we have to be patient, but, you know, you still at the same time can be frustrated by the offensive skill players and 
the call playing or the play calling and all that. We have to be patient. We made the red zone six times. We scored 13 points. Yes. And you uh, want to be patient. You want to be patient. <laughs> because we, we, what's the other choice? Scream at, scream at the, uh, the clouds. You know what the other choice is? The honest to God other choice is a choice I almost made in the second quarter of this game. And you know what that choice was? To say, fuck it and go work in the yard. And I don't even like working in the yard. Well, I started writing my article in the third quarter. Because I was just like, oh, I think I know how this is going to go. You know. I mean, I think it's worth it to get your hopes up every week. Feels like it. You guys are young. (laughs) My time's running out. Okay, we're going to do final thoughts, just final thoughts, because we're not going to let this go any longer. Otherwise, we're just going to reiterate, you know. I'm going to say six trips to the red zone and 13 points four more times, and it's still going to be just as disastrous as it was, I don't know, the first six times. Bree, your final final, – your ending thoughts. Um, um, I'm confident in this defense going forward and the offense has got to figure it out. We've got, I feel like we've got the players and hopefully next week they get some things figured out for what, what we can do. Nate. I don't know. I don't know how much I would have to add to that except for, I just have a feeling of Luke McCaffrey's who we're going to have going forward. I don't know what, Frost said during the press conference, I'm sure that question was asked, and I bet you his answer is probably going to be something like, we'll, have, we'll figure it out during the week. It's, you know, it's an ongoing process, something like that. But I, th- I just think Luke looked better. Uh, you know, of course, throwing it off the back of his lineman's head isn't a great look, but I think just the ball coming out of his hands looks better. He looks faster and um, it just feels like the offense has a little more energy when he's there. So, I guess that's. Would the... you say he has more will? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he might actually. He's a McCaffrey. So there you go. All right. Your All right. last thoughts. Mine. Yes. I I would go back to the same, the same damn thing I said before, which is six trips to the red zone, thirteen points. Um, I don't know what they're doing on offense. It'll be interesting, like you said. We're we're doing this, and we're we're not paying attention to the post game stuff on purpose. It'll be interesting to see what Scott Frost and these offensive coordinators say about what the hell they were doing with this game. Uh, you know, I I again, you said something about why can't they get players on the field? And I think if you look at Scott Frost and say, well, the young players aren't ready yet, you got to go. What the fuck are you waiting for? Are you waiting for perfection? Because this, you're not, why would you even worry about that? Watching this bucket of shit offense on the field against Northwestern. We know that it's going to be a rock fight with them every year, but it's still like, why did you, you didn't, it's like you started the rock fight and let instead of them starting it. All right. That's it. Nebraska loses to Northwestern 21 to 13. Disappointing game in the year of our Lord 2020. This is John Johnston, Nate McHugh, and Brianna Clark signing off for coronation.com, your Nebraska Cornhuskers site of extreme frustration from not being able to punch it in. <laughs>